It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. The chase is on. Welcome to Chasing Ballgame, the Wicked Quick Sports Betting Podcast. I am Jimmy Brown, and I am ready to take on Tuesday. Fully loaded show for your sports, a betting week. This quick-hitting podcast, I'm telling you, we're ready to go today. I got everything that you want to talk about quick to the point, get you all the information you need, get you on your way. The information on this podcast, powered by the Chasers, fans of the show, who hit me up on social media, Twitter, Facebook. You find me at Chasing Ball Game, or they email me with some of the great information I'm going to be sharing with you today. And boy, do I have plenty to talk about. Here's the rundown for today. I'll do a quick what's news to me about the Oscars just to get that crap out of the way. And then I'll move on to Major League Baseball. And I know spring training baseball is going on, but let's get to the picks. Let's get right to the season of what I want to talk about is a future today, a team that you should watch that has a good chance to rebound and very in I think they're going to do well, at least go over the number. I'm going to talk about that. College hoops, betting on the bubble, of course. That's what it's all about, talking about a bubble team. I've actually got two that I'm going to talk about, plus it's tournament time. Tournaments are starting right now, people. So if you don't know that, you're not paying attention and you're missing out because you got to know this for making money now and you got to make it for making money. you got to know it for making money in the tournament, so start paying attention. I got plenty for that. I also got Info Galore. I'm going to play Have You Met again and give me another team to watch out for in the tournament. And of course, I'm going to give you another pick against the spread for tonight in college basketball. And then I'm moving on to the NFL. The NFL is never out of season. You want proof? You know it's a good day when you see a ton of players trending on social media, whether it be Jason Pierre-Paul, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell. I'm going to talk about all of them. I'm going to talk franchise tag and why it's not a big deal and why one team is already packed it in for the upcoming season. NBA will be up next, and that's betting the buckets. I got basketball picks. I got beyond the box score. I'll tell you what's news to me in the NBA. Calendar crunch and a pick against the spread in the association. Yes, sir, I got plenty. Let's get going. Chasing ball game, blazing quick with more than one pick. And I'm going to start off with talking about the Oscars. Why? Because everybody's talking about the Oscars. And I hate it when people talk about the Oscars and they miss the big picture. So I'm going to tell you what's news to me when it comes to the Oscars. Forget the gaffe at the end where they announced the wrong best pitcher. They announced La La Land. It was not La La Land. They came back, corrected it with Moonlight. You want to know what's news to me? What's news to me is that La La Land was minus 1,100. So if you were holding on to that big chalk ticket and felt pretty good about it, you were automatically kicked in the gut when Moonlight came in. By the way, Moonlight... About three and a half to one, so good job on everybody who took them. I feel bad for the people who had La La Land. Thought they had a winner, only to get punched in the gut. That is what's news to me, but let's get into baseball, because that's why I'm here to talk. I'm not here to talk Oscars. And look, I've said it over and over and over again. I'm going to make it quick now. You should be betting on baseball because you can make a profit, and there's a long season, and there's plenty of room to grow your bankroll for football. 
Enough said. I know spring training is good to go. I'd love to talk about rotations. I'd love to talk about great numbers I've seen so far. But the truth of the matter is there's value to be had on a team right now. And everybody's starting to talk about them. And that's why I want to really bring them to the forefront. Because when people start talking on a team, you lose your value. Right now it's the Colorado Rockies. Their win total sits at 80 and a half. They've got a decent pitching staff, but probably a lot of people you don't know about unless you really follow baseball. Their ace is uh, John Gray. Man, that guy's a beast. Check him out, the Gray Wolf. Tyler Anderson, Chad Bettis, Tyler Chatwood, Jeff Hoffman. That's their uh, rotation, and to me, they're pretty solid. I like looking at the back end of the rotation with a guy like Chad Bettis. He's a ground ball pitcher. 51.3% of the time he throws a pitch, it's a ground ball. That keeps improving every year. Plus, they got a stacked defensive infield behind him that's going to plan for support. Colorado has always had trouble pitching at home. Now they got a coach who is a pitcher, Bud Black. I think he's going to approve this rotation. They've already got it made in the lineup as far, far as I am concerned. They could always hit the ball. They have the young talent to get this done. They are deep. They have five players that earned a spot at least uh, on one of the top 100 lists produced by Baseball America, which means they even have youth, youth in the farm system. They signed Ian Desmond. I'm not necessarily saying that's a great signing. I didn't think it was the best, but I think he fits, and I think he'll play a vital role from the veteran perspective. And I'll make this quick. Colorado Rockies over the 80 and a half. I'm on this bandwagon, and it's starting to fill up. When it starts to fill out, up, that's a good time to get off, but I'm on it for right now. More coming. I'm going to talk about more win totals as we get to the start of the season. I'm going to spread them out a little bit, but I will definitely have more. If you think you know baseball and you're a chaser, just contact me on Twitter or Facebook at Chasing Ballgame. Let me know what team you know about, and I will share your knowledge right here on the podcast each and every day. All right, let's get to college basketball. Are you ready for March Madness? If you are, you must have an account at mybookie.ag. Mybookie.ag is hands down the best sportsbook for college basketball. Sign up there now. Check them out. Tell them you're a chaser. When you sign up at MyBookie, use the promo code CHASER, C-H-A-S-E-R. You will get a 100% bonus that will bump up your bankroll up to $3,000 to bet on basketball. Do it and do it now. Not to mention they have a $5,000 March Madness bracket contest that's open till March 5th. Sign up for that, and I have more coming. I promise you, people. I've got three contests lined up. I'm just waiting on releases from some of the places that are hosting them, and I'm going to share them right here so make sure you still tune in for tomorrow now let's play have you met have you met is really simple i bring up a team that maybe you haven't heard about and i give you a little bit of a breakdown have you met the illinois illinois state redbirds you should have they've won 25 games 17-1 in the valley they lost just one game all year with the top eight in rotation healthy and they're healthy again they tied with wichita state actually they split their season series but the red redbirds will be the number one seed in the missouri valley conference tournament they're good. First time they've been a number one seed since 1998. Sixth time in program history, so they're excited about it. They get a bye. They're going to play the first game on Friday night against the winner, the Evansville and Indiana State winner. Plenty of great players on this team. To me, they have three that stands out, but I really like Deontay Teddy Hawkins. He leads the team 14.6 points per game, rebounds 6.9 per game, and is second on the team with 56 three-pointers. He shoots 42% from beyond the arc. He's shooting, by the way, 47% from the field this season and overall 51% in conference play. That was heading into the game. Look, I, all I can tell you right now is Illinois State as a team I really want to watch. Of course, they've got to make the tournament, which they will, even if they don't win the conference. At least in my opinion, they will because Wichita State will get in as well. So to me, it's all about matchups, but they're definitely a team that can pull off the upset. 
in the tournament. So keep an eye on that. That's why I wanted you to meet them. But now let's move on to the bubble teams. And what I like to call betting on the bubble it's now seriously crunch time. Look, we only have a few games left. Once we start getting tournaments, I, I will still talk about bubble teams that really need to win to get in the tournament, but then it's tournament time. It's a whole other story. But these bubbles are either going to come to fruition, they're going to make the tournament, or they're going to bust soon. Tuesday night really caught my attention because Pitt Panthers and Georgia Tech play each other. They're both on the bubble. They both limited this game. Georgia Tech lost back-to-back games against an ugly North Carolina State game and Notre Dame, which they had a chance to win, which would have been a good statement game for them. Pitt lost three of four coming this game. They lost an ugly game against Wake before getting crushed by the Tar Heels. Again, another signature win they could have gotten. Here's the difference to me. Pitt plays Virginia in the last game of the season. They have a shot in another signature signature win. Georgia Tech really does it. They need to win out, and they need to get this win, especially a pit team that really got hammered by the Tar Heels. The Tar Heels at one point had 14 offensive boards, for 70, accounting for 70% of their missed shots compared to just 12 total rebounds overall for the Panthers. So they were just outmanned. It's going to be a tough spot for them. Plus, we got senior night. Senior night plays a role, not for every game, but if you watch Michigan State beat Wisconsin, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's a whole different story, but when the Jackets host Pittsburgh, uh, they're going to have six senior players that are saying goodbye. So not only the experience, but it's a big senior night. I really think the edge is the Georgia Tech. I'm not going to make a pick on this game. I just want to bring it to your attention because I could also see a scenario. Georgia Tech gets the big win over Pitt, and then Pitt rebounds with a win over Virginia, who's slumping in. Both are playing for the same spot, basically. If there's only one team that can get in, it's going to be between these two. So I think this is a very big game you need to keep your eye on. But my pick for tonight... Give me Oklahoma State, plus four over Iowa State. Look, the Cyclones are a dangerous, dangerous teams, uh, team. I think they're going to do very well in the tournament, but a tough spot for them. And, again, I love Monte Morris. He's a beast. He's averaging 16 points and a big 12 uh, best six assists per game. That win over the Baylor got them in the tournament, not like they weren't going to get anyway, but that definitely cemented their spot in the tournament. But now they get Oklahoma State in a sandwich game. They just got done playing a high-ranked Baylor team. Oklahoma State, and then they play a high-ranked West Virginia game in the last game of the season. Cowboys 7-0 against spread last seven road games. They play well on the road. Give me Oklahoma State as my college basketball pick of the night. If you think you can make picks and you think you can make winners, again, contact me on social media at Twitter at Chasing Ball Game or at Facebook at Chasing Ball Game, and give me your picks. If you keep winning, I'll post them right here. I'll do all the bragging for you so you don't have to. And if you win, you are. if you lose, you're done. I'll move along. All right, speaking of moving along, let's go to the NFL. A lot of news going on today. I'm going to tell you what's newsworthy and what's not. First of all, the franchise tag is out. And I really think the franchise tag is a bit overrated. And what I mean by that is they talked about uh, Le'Veon Bell. He got the franchise tag from the Steelers. We talk about Chandler Jones. He got it from Arizona. Jason Pierre-Paul got it from the Giants. Look, this is all about finance. It is all about finance, and the main reason they usually do it is because if they can franchise tag somebody, it frees up money for another player. For example, the Steelers did it so they could pay Antonio Brown, highest paid wide receiver in the NFL right now. I put all his money stats on my Twitter feed, so if you want to see the breakdown of just how much money he got, it's incredible. Um, and that's why they're doing it. It used to be back in the day when you got franchise tag, you were still upset. And if you listen to Eric Berry, the Kansas City Chiefs, he still claims he's going to sit out the entire season if he's franchise tag. So do they still hate it? Yes, but it's about longevity. It's the older guys, the injured guys are both, which is in the case of Eric Berry, that hate it because it's a year-to-year deal. The younger players realize it may be a year-to-year deal, but they're getting paid as one of the top 
players in that position. So for the most part, they usually don't bother. They usually don't get upset by it. Some do. I'll give it to Barry. He does. Eric Barry hates it. I get it. Um, but otherwise, I don't like a lot of people who say Le'Veon Bell's going to get upset. He got franchise tag or Chandler Jones. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. But I don't think it's a game changer. I don't think it's important when we're talking about um, who should get franchise and who shouldn't. Now, there is a team, however, that I think is mailing it in, and they're making it very clear. That, to me, is the New York Jets. And I talked about, not only on Twitter, but on the show, how they got rid of an 11-year veteran center, Nick Mangle, one of the better centers in the league, outspoken team leader the whole nine. Um, they're shaving money, and they're shaving a lot of it, and that's not a bad thing. You, if you want to shave some money and save money, that's great. And they're looking at young talent. But I think when you send a message like this, that you are ready to rebuild, it, it's going to make it very clear for veterans like your Brandon Marshalls of the world, the Ryan Fitzpatrick's, or whoever, that they're not going to be uh, competing this year. Not only they play in a division with the Dolphins and the Bills and the Patriots, especially the Patriots, but they're not going to compete. All their skilled players are, are in trouble, like your Daryl Rivas are old. So they got to get rid of him. And I feel bad for Todd Bowles. It puts him in a tough spot. It said, Coach, he may not be going, lasting very long. He not he may not be sticking around. And for that reason alone, to me, the Jets are going to be a serious fade team. Um, of course, there's situations where I'll be looking for them. But as of right now, keep in mind it's February, uh, the Jets are, are really selling out. They realize it's going to be a bad year, and I think they're they're ready to take the hits along the way to try to get some young talent. But they're not going to be overpaying free agents. Uh, and maybe if they sign a guy like Jay Cutler, I'm wrong, but I, I don't think it's going to happen. I think they're going to try to go with what they got, not overpay for somebody, and, and get rid of their, their higher paid or – uh, older veterans and start off uh, brand new, which means it's going to be a long year for the Jets fans. Sorry, Jets fans, it's going to be tough. Now let's get over to beyond the box score and betting the buckets in the NBA. Look, there was a game that really stood out to me there tonight. It was the Washington Wizards. They were absolutely dominated by the Utah Jazz. Uh, Rudy Gobert dominated the paint. 16 defensive rebounds, four block shots, and he was really the the gel. They couldn't do anything around him. He dominated the paint. By the way, first Jazz player to reach both of those statistical totals are higher in one game since Carl Malone did it way back in 1990. Now, another thing I noticed is Jazz tied a season high with 11 block shots. Also, uh, favorite Derek Favors also had four. I really think that was incredible. The rebound numbers, how about the Jazz had 61, the Wizards had 40. Wizards have some guard play. In fact, you can argue they have some of the best guard play, some of the best guard play Um in the league, however, they need help down low. They just can't get it done. That means it's going to be um, a tough postseason. Now, the East, for the most part, isn't a very big uh, conference overall. Now, you can argue the Cavs got bigger or will be getting bigger when they get Bogut, who, who they've probably signed already, and maybe I missed it. Um, I, I don't think that's going to be a biggest game changer, as many people think, and I'll talk about that next time out. But another thing I want to talk about, too, by the way, I talked about the Celtics were a winner at the trade deadline, and I got a lot of grief on Twitter from Celtic fans, which, oh, by the way, I'm one, uh, that said I was crazy and that they blew it. Uh, one of the guys they were thinking about trading in, in this deal, especially for the Jimmy Butler deal, uh, was Jalen Brown. He was a rookie, right? So what did he do last night? Sank a three-pointer while being fouled with 37 seconds to go in the game. That was a five-point possession is what it turned it up to on that possession. And when you're a young player and you can do that, man, the ceiling is high for this club, and I'm so glad they waited. I think they uh, are winners at deadline, so whoever thinks I'm not, so be it. I love to. Uh, we can agree to disagree and keep hitting me up on Twitter. I'll put you here. I'll give you credit. One more what's news to me, Kyle Lowry injury for the Toronto Raptors. He's going to be out four to six weeks. Uh, he's injured. 
they're hoping he can come back for the playoffs. What's news to me is not that he's going to be missing between now and, and the end of the regular season because that's really, let's face it, it's not. It is what it is. But what's news to me is that the Raptors probably think they're okay with what they got. They've had a few good wins, a few good games against the Celtics, against the Blazers. Uh, Serge Ibaka looks good so far in transition. And I think they pretty much said, look, are we going to go with a half-healthy Kyle Lowry? Are we going to bench him right now? Do I think it's a good decision? Well, it's one of those time time will tell kind of thing. But I think so. I mean, if they're comfortable in their spot, you know sooner or later, look, the East goes through Boston or goes through Cleveland. You're going to get one of them. So, Good on them. What's news to me is that they're comfortable with where they were. I mean, this was a team before the All-Star break that was panicking and kind of throwing each other under the bus, if you will, in press conferences. So I think that is a great thing. So good on the Raptors. Let's get the calendar crunch. That's where I break down the calendar, give you some stuff. Look, three games in four nights is not as bad as five games in seven nights, but it still means trouble. A lot of people, when they look at the calendar crunch and they contact me, they're all about the five games in seven nights, and you should be. The three and four happens more. And it's something you want to keep an eye on. I already bought up the Nets, have a rough road trip. They've got a 3-4. and four. The Heat and the Bucks both have a 3-4. and four. And the Pelicans and the Knicks have four games in six nights, if you want to talk about that. And I told you, five games in seven nights is a crown jewel. The Jazz, the Raptors, the Bucks, they're about to go through that stuff. But if you have to know the other spots, if you don't know them, it's going to cost you. You have to know them. If you don't know the calendar, you're going to be crunched. Speaking of that, let's get to the pick for tonight. And look... I'm going the West Coast, and I'm going to take the L.A. Lakers over the Hornets. This was a calendar crunch. I was saving it for the pick. That's why I didn't bring it up. The Hornets will be playing four games in six nights. It'll be the fourth game of a road trip, and the Hornets have played two of the first three games in the road trip that went into overtime. Overtime, which means they basically will not be playing their fourth game in six nights, but their fifth game in six nights because they basically played in a whole other game. Hornets 0-12 straight up, 1-11 against the spread after playing the Clippers. Includes 0-8 on the road. The Hornets are also 3-13 against the spread in their last 16 games when playing a team with a winning record below 400. Now, winning percentage below 400, excuse me. Now, I'm a bit hesitant when I made this pick because I do think the Lakers are in tank mode, but I think this is a game they can win. I think this is a game they will win because I think the Hornets are going to be mailing in as well. Give me the home team. And I think it makes a difference. Give me the Lakers for my pick against the spread for Tuesday night in the association. That'll do it for Chasing Ball Game. Thanks for taking time to tune in. I really do appreciate it. If you want to hear it again, you can find us on Block Talk Radio. You can find us on iTunes. Join in on the podcast yourself and become a chaser. Any information that you give me via Twitter, Facebook, or email, I will put right here and I will give credit where credit is due. I'm not about breaking information. I'm not about breaking news or making news. I'm just about sharing the wealth. So all you got to do is contact me and you can get involved just like the latest chasers who have followed or shared info like FNA, Detroit Lions, Sports Fan Zone, and The Star. Welcome to the chase. It's all about growing a great community, and I'm glad you're here for the ride. Make sure you come back Wednesday. Wednesday is not a hump day around here. If you don't know it, it's Hoops Day. We got you covered from top to bottom in the world of basketball, so tune in and get up to speed with our rapid-fire format and everything that is hoops. Until then, win big at the betting window and keep on chasing. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. 
Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.